they were five. They were at least five songs in. I'm like, okay. Oh, you were all worshipped out. Standing, so I think I've done my Jesus. So. <laughs> hey everybody! Well, <laughs> hey everybody! Welcome to Rose Bibles and Beer. This is Jeff. It's episode two twenty two. I was surprised. Andy, how's oh. it going? Oh, homies, pretty Zach? good. Never gets old. And Jeff, how are I'm you? I'm high on Jesus. All right. Excellent. All right, boys. I got you good on that one. You, I was no dude, headphones or I nothing. I was headphoneless. Dude, I thought, too, I thought, I was like, maybe I'll hide the listener. Ooh. There's there's like a, a time clock that's going on the side here. I was like, maybe I'll, I'll cl- turn that off so that Jeff can't tell that it's actually recording. Least observant person on the planet right here. And for the record, it's not cooked. No. He's surprised every time. And often I'm surprised too. And he's got a subtle way about him. Um, So well done. Genuinely surprised every time. Like Billy Joel said. You almost said Got a way about me. You almost had to play pinch hitter there, Zach. I did. I was going to, but then I, I, yeah, I encouraged you. All right. Well, it's time to pour some beers, boys. All right, boys. Hey, boys, get those beers out, eh? Pitter patter. Let's get at her. Okay. Oh, got a frothy head on this beer. Poured it like a chump. Though, according to our friend, yeah, that's right. Go ahead. Yeah, according to our friend who uh, runs a a tap room, that's what you're supposed to do is just dump it in and let it foam to hell. I'm like, wait, what? Why? It's because then it's he, less filling, right? He's the bottom line. You burp less, and apparently, there you go. What's the difference between... You've got Coca-Cola. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> and we have urine samples. You have the, the darkest. You should what drink is more water. This is a Radiant Beer Company. It's called Renal Failure. Renal right. Failure, Black IPA. It's called Jeff Runs a Marathon Without Training. Uh, second, I really dies. Re- renal failure that's kind of what it looks like that's not a it's kind of crass but not a terrible name if you're desperate for a name uh, a light in the dark black ipa um and black ipa also formerly known as scandinavian ipas i believe because of all that black metal up there oh that's why i've got one of my faves and they hold on oh sorry i'm not done <laughs> They, uh, I repent. They use some nice dark and toasted malts, uh, in addition to aggressively hopping, and it's kind of a unique flavor. You get some roastedness. Jeff is to stealing go with the hops. Jeff is stealing it. Now he's sniffing it. Now he's drinking it. And now I have COVID. And oh, he's making a face like it didn't go. Yeah, down it's well. it's not for everyone. They had a no. It's it's good. Do you remember Stone Brewing Company had Sublimely Self Righteous back in the day? That was pretty good. I thought you were going to say. Do you remember Stone? They're still around, uh, although their heyday has passed. But they had sublimely self-righteous black IPA, delicious. Um, it had a moment, kind of like hazy IPAs are having their moment. Black eyed peas a. Mm-hmm. Comedy. Comedy. <laughs> Comedy jokes. All right, and you gentlemen. Who brought this? I did. Zach brought that. Oh, Beachwood. I love Beachwood. Andy, yeah, you have the same thing, right? Yeah, Cosmic Lottery is the one that we're having. But you know... We've said it so many times. Can't go wrong with Beachwood. No, not at all. Beachwood. And it always, there's always that like oh hint. Gosh. There's always that hint of any Beachwood beer that you have that you're like immediately, you know, oh, this is a Beachwood. And it's called goodness. That's what the hint is. It's, it's a hint of goodness. It's fantastic. 
well, thanks for supplying the beers tonight. Zach. Yeah, excellent. Appreciate it. You're welcome. You guys will get me later. That's uh, aggressive. That feels aggressive. This is aggressive, and it might not stand. Not only that, but like, it, just put it down here, man. This aggression shall not stand. I was going to give you access to the buttons, but I do have access to the buttons. More access, in fact, here. Okay. Sorry, so, you guys. Uh, from last week to this week, and uh, oh. I, how how are things? I'm all better, guys. <laughs> Fantastic. That's See, the way it works. <laughs> I want you to know, listener, that and viewer, that through prayer, Andy is fixed. <laughs> I, I got fixed, meaning I had a vasectomy <laughs> over the week and am now fixed. No, I had that done a long time. We ago. laid hands on it and everything. It was just a really <laughs> spiritual experience. Oh my gosh! I had a spiritual vasectomy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what does that mean now? My prayers don't count. Oh, a spiritual vasectomy? Yeah. Oh, interesting. So on a scale of one to 10. Show title. How are you? No bullshit. Sit rep. Uh, well, I would have been a higher point total um, had I not just had a little bomb dropped at the end of my day. So um, your work day. Yeah. At the end of my work day. So, but in general, I'm hovering between the five to seven range is what I'll say out of 10. That is a what for. That's a wide range. I know. To Welcome to my world, man. That's average to above average. No. Average Remember, to average plus. If we're going for score, if we're going for grades, I got an F. 50. 50, 50 F to F. a C. Well, Zach always saw that I didn't as graduate average. high school. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't graduate high school with my peers, so I what do you, I know? I don't know how to read. Well, and I'm doing fantastic. How about you, Jeff? I'm great. Oh, that's right. cool. Describe it to me. Tell me what it's like. Well, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm about to go on vacation. Public school teacher here in California. And uh, in a couple days, I I'm am sorry, uh, parents. off for three weeks. And I just, I mean, I love—I actually love going to work, honestly. Um and uh, now taking a vacation, going to see my dad. It's I'm excited and um, up in Idaho. Yeah, yeah, up in Idaho, next to Canada. Yeah, it's next to Canada, over, over by Minnesota. Minnesota <laughs> in Idaho. You know, it's the you just separated by Montana and uh, well, Wyoming and the Dakotas, north of California. Say hi to America's hat for us. Yeah, I will do that. Are we Canada's pants? We might be. If they're the hat, maybe we're Canada's deep V. And no. Mexico is our I guess pants. I guess we're the I guess we're the giant head. Yeah, we if they're the hat, we're the giant head. Yeah, and going, we cry ourselves to sleep on our huge pillow. Yeah, going sideways. The neck of Mexico down to the ample bosom of Brazil. They're known more for butts, but I'll yeah, take a bosom. Maybe they'll be the butt too. So speaking of butts. Yeah. Uh, at work all week, I had a, a group of girls said, Mr. Pearson, do you have any cake? Got cake? Do you have any cake? I'm like, what is this no. new code? Oh, this yes, code. exactly. I'm like, uh, this is sus, Jeff. <laughs> so by the second day, I'm reaching my pocket like, well, let me check and kind of playing along. And then I went home yesterday and I'm at the dinner table. I told my wife, hey, my 
these kids just keep asking me if I have cake. Did you Google it with safe search off? Okay. Well, my young, my youngest daughter, freshman in high school, she's like, wait, what did they say? I'm like, here we go. Uh oh. And I said, they said, do you have cake? And she's like, I'll tell you the answer, but first give me 20 bucks. she (laughs) she, She said, were they laughing when they were saying it? And I'm like, yes, they have been. And, but I don't know if they're just think it's funny. And I go, is there another meaning? And she says, yes. I said, what is that? She said, well, it's, but like somebody who has, you got cake, like you got a, you have a full butt. Big booty. So I, I don't know if it's true, but, but, uh, my, my wife and I were talking about this last night during this conversation and she's like, you should bring cake just Oh, so tonight? So, so this, so today at work, oh. the students come up to me, and I'm prepared. I was looking forward. And to they're cake. like, "Do you, do you have, do you have cake, Mister?" And I'm like, "Follow me." And they followed me, and they were into like, the bathroom. Oh my! God. They're like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> oh my god! I, I, I had little lemon cakes for all of them. Oh. There was, it was such a great. It was a great moment. And then I, as they're you walking, could have somehow hit him in your back pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you do. Wait, as they're, as Throw they're taking him. their cake and walking out of my classroom, I said, Oh, by the way, any chance it means something else? And they went, no, 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 it doesn't mean that. And I went, wait, I didn't refer to a that. So what do you mean by that? And he snared him. Any chance it means, uh, but and then I heard one little girl go, okay, let's go. <laughs> and you're like, I'm going to need that cake back here. <laughs> anyway. On my desk. You better I'm- believe I got that cake. So they're walking out. Uh, All right. How about, how about this? What does it mean to blow out the candles? That means this is great. We didn't put, we didn't put somebody on the nine month waiting list to hear their feedback. Give me a slice of that cake. All right. I'm going to kick you in the cake. All right. This is from our old friend. And I mean, old in the sense that he's actually old. He's really old. (laughs) He's my old, he's my best oldest friend. Yes. In the universe. Multiple time guest. Welcome back anytime when he's not golfing in the beautiful Rancho Mirage vicinity. I was right. Art Greco. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. An Otani shout out to you. Yeah. The Art Deco of silver, silver-haired silver foxes, Art Greco. Um, he sent us an email. He's bundling 220 and 221 with these comments, putting my thoughts in bullet points for the sake of brevity. Nice. For bro Jeff, I know you already know this, but your comments about mystery, quote unquote, you seem to struggle with it just a little bit. Reminded me of this. Mystery is not the opposite of faith. It's the precursor of it. Ooh. Now, it's it's not faith unless it's a conviction belief held in the context of mystery or something that's not yet provable. Reconstructing is not faithlessness. It's thoughtfulness. And he put that, that in all caps. Yeah, I like that. Uh, for my excellent bro, Andy... Thanks for allowing us all to walk with you through what Zach was reluctant to call recon- 
He keeps saying reconstruction. I use the word deconstruction and having had enough conversations with him, I, I think he likes to him. There's like, and I, I tend to agree. You're never actually, you might in the temporary be tearing something down, but it's something always goes in its place, whatever you're pulling apart. And so thinking of it as, Hey, I'm, I'm just rebuilding yeah, or rearranging. And we, kinda, oh God. No, go ahead. But, but uh, uh, I, but we've talked about the difference between demolition and reconstruction. Yeah. And there could be, there was a, fa- I mean, there was a phase in my D reconstruction that was a full on demo mode, but you always have to demo before you um, remake something beautiful. No, but the idea of demolition was I'm tearing this down without the intention of rebuilding right. anything. Yeah. So true. those sometimes get conflated. So he uses reconstruction. Um Yeah. What Zach was reluctant to call reconstruction, actually reconstruction, that healthy kind Zach talked about is exactly what it is. And it's what must be happening since in Romans 2, 2, the Bible demands it of us. So to be holding convictions for years only to realize that parts of them aren't quite holding up to reality and therefore rethinking or at least adjusting and nuancing them is something all followers of Jesus must be doing at least if they're serious about aligning life with scripture. And I like that aligning life with scripture, like how that is a little bit of that Wesleyan quadrilateral. I guess that's the bilateral part of the quad, which is like scripture. It's like balance, located right here. I think balance with your, Sorry. did you get kicked by a horse? Yeah. There's like a, I know, there's like a, a shape. very small yeah. said, baby donkey kicked me. <laughs> <laughs> kicked by a small ass. Um, you got that cake. <laughs> uh, parts of them aren't holding up to reality and then rethinking or adjusting and nuancing them is something all followers of Jesus must be doing. Yeah. Uh, at least if they're serious about aligning life with scripture by being willing to challenge your faith, you're actually being faithful exclamation point for all of you guys and Scott, if he's listening, He's not. Don't worry. Regarding Scott being in control of things and sort of directing life's details, I've begun to th- begun to think of it a little differently in recent years. I'm wait, wait. Cons- you said Scott controlling things. Just did I wonder- really? Yeah. Did, did- <laughs> is oh, that you a- didn't mean to say that? Is that a Freudian slip? Oh wow. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> if you haven't been listening, Scott, you should tune into this one because there was a Freudian slip. Scott, seriously, shut that. All right, up. here we go. So God, uh, regarding God being in control of all things and sort of directing life's details, I've begun to think of it a little differently in recent years. I'm considering a version of where Andy was tipping his toe in the water with the idea of the absentee clockmaker, but I'm seeing things more like the pedal assist on my electric bike. I initiate and he sort of kicks in with me so long as I'm going in a good direction. Not a perfect analogy, but neither is it one that completely leaves God out of our journey. We act and he assists in response. Um, I'm I'm reluctant to say God never inserts himself into history in major ways, but if when he does, it's very, very, very rare. Finally, during those episodes, I thought of a quote I heard several years back. I don't remember who said it. I asked God why he tolerated so much pain and injustice in the world. He answered me saying, 
since you are now my body on earth, I was about to ask you the same question. Ooh. Mic drop God quote. Yeah, that um I'm down with the pedal assist. I like that analogy. I was thinking about that too. That it like struck a second analogy in my head, like a little wind in the sails, you know, and uh, the wind is blowing in a direction. And when you align your ship in that direction, you catch you catch that wind in your sails. On that note, on the note of oh, you're reaching into your backpack. What's he pulling? (laughs) You got me some cake. For you got us Christmas presents. Oh my gosh! I got you guys oh, Christmas presents. Man, I wrapped them in aluminum foil because I was in a hurry and I didn't dig out, didn't know where to dig out all the wrapping. But somehow I found the bows. That's okay. weird, dude. This is and- me actively looking around the room to see if there's something I could give you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we? I well, got you a open hat. Them. Should we the open these? Open them. It's okay. in line with the feedback. You know, if this can I guess if it's. Can I guess what this is? Sure. Uh, well, I'll feel bad, actually. Is that weird that I'll feel bad if I actually guess it? Why should you feel bad? Because uh, it ruins your surprise. The I surprise think it's a, is me giving you a gift. I, that is a surprise. Is it a book about stoicism? It's a, it's a book about... Journal, no. journal about Zach when you think about him. Is it your first <laughs> book yes. that you're publishing? You didn't I tell us about it. Okay, let's see. Anytime I'm opening mine. Tin foil in our family is all about bacon. If there's tin foil, you can also bacon. use that for your head for all your theories, <laughs> Jeff. It says the death of impotence, no, omnipotence and the birth of omnipotence. Omnipotence by Thomas J. Ord. Yep. I have read this one. Um, and he tackles exactly what you are wrestling with right now, Andy. Dude. And it's a it's a short book, but he just I like a short talks book. about how the idea of an omnipotent God doesn't pass the biblical test. So where do we go from there? Kind of a thing. And so I think a lot of people assume God is all powerful, but um, his argument is that nope, it fails philosophically, and ultimately it fails scripturally. Um. So can I read a little? blurb from it that I just turned to that happened to be great. And that's the Holy spirit calling you to read that blurb. Some wind in the sails. That's how it works. It's the assist to my pedal. It's a little section that says God cannot deny God's nature. In addition to thousands of contradictions, like he listed above, uh, we didn't read those additional qualifications to divine power are required. Thomas Aquinas is not exactly right to say God can do all things that are possible. And for this reason, he is said to be omnipotent. Let me fast forward to some of the things that he describes that God cannot do. God cannot die. God cannot sin. God cannot lie. God cannot be deceived. So I see that he's setting up this uh, situation to help us understand that, that there are some cannots when it comes to God and his nature. Dude, thank you. This was really thoughtful. Yeah. And I I want to uh, assure the listener and also you and Jeff, it's not, this isn't a, hey, this book is going to fix you, but it's, um, it's helpful. And what I love about Thomas, he, he doesn't pretend like this doesn't answer all the questions. This is, yeah, this template that you view the divine through is going to raise other questions that you haven't thought of before. Um, and, but 
the good news is, or it should be refreshing. Like the idea of an all powerful God yeah. raises a whole bunch of questions too. any version of what you think God is, uh, raises tons of questions that, and so I, I think this solves a lot of the, mm. the evil questions. Like why is there so much evil in the world? Uh, while also raising some other ones. And so it's just another tool in the tool shed for you. Thank you, dude. You're welcome. I appreciate that. And I'll have a little time off, which I'm really excited about. Cause then I get to like actually sit down and read it. And the size of it is great. This feels like it's digestible. I could like, um, ignore my family for a couple of days and finish the book. Boom. Yep. Well, my book is not your book. No, because Zach, this is hand chosen thought about us and specifically where would we land when it comes to books? Me being a school teacher, I'm surprised you actually got me a book because I can't read. Um, This is how the Bible actually works. Zach's hermeneutic. You read it. Do it. (laughs) You just use a big word. (laughs) Dummies for math. No, how the Bible actually works in which I explain how an ancient, ambiguous and diverse book leads us to wisdom rather than answers and why that's great news mm, Pete hermeneutics N. and i too will uh crack this open um what urgent thing is happening right now to us our families and our world oh that is your that is the most jeff line ever cha-ching so why i thought of you when i got this book um, which i've also read this book i'm a fan of peter inns uh, he has some scholarly works and then a lot of popular works. And if you're a listener to this podcast or you're a new listener, maybe you go back to some of our, our old archives, you'll know that the joke has kind of been with Jeff. Like as I was deconstructing, I'm like, Jeff, just don't start reading the Bible. Don't even, don't pay attention to it. It's going to do more harm than good. Cause Jeff, for those that don't know, is an experienced guy. He experienced God. He, he had the conversion type experience. He visited the proverbial mountaintop. And the joke was, hey, if you start paying attention to the Bible and scholarship and whatnot, it's just going to ruin that. So don't even start. However, Pete Enns is a Bible scholar that has some technical stuff. This one's not He's got a dry sense of humor, sarcasm. It comes through in the te- in this oh, I book. I like that. It's easy to read, and he, it's a good toe dip in the water of Bible scholarship and why, like, your pastor generally doesn't have the time, and also it would complicate things too much to bring up modern Bible scholarship when they're preaching the from the Bible. Um, usually, it's more therapeutic and devotional. And I'm not knocking that. There's a time and a place for that. But it's a good dip your toe into Bible scholarship in a fun way. And um, I like his approach. Thanks, brother. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Mm, Merry Christmas. Can I kind of give you a gift and loan you a book? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> I've thought before this, I've thought about it. I brought this to Hawaii. This is the one that I kept trying to like. Oh, give you kept laughing, right? I was laughing yeah. so hard. Okay. This, is, this book is called Lamb um, by Christopher Moore. And uh, I'm, I'm just going to paraphrase briefly, pick some snippets out of the description. The birth of Jesus has been well chronicled, as have his glorious teachings, acts, and divine sacrifice after his 30th birthday. But nobody knows about the early life of the Son of God, the missing years, except Biff, Messiah's best bud. The story Biff has to tell is a m- miraculous one filled with remarkable journeys, magic, healings, 
Kung Fu, cor- corpse reanimations, demons, and hot babes. Even the considerable wiles and devotion of the sa- Savior's pal may not be enough to divert Joshua, Jesus' actual name in Hebrew, Yeshua, uh, from his tragic destiny. But there's no one who loves Josh more, except maybe Maggie, Mary of Magdala. And Biff isn't about to let his extra- extraordinary pal suffer and ascend without a fight. Dude, it's so funny. It's irreverent. It it pulls in just enough of like biblical and historical accuracy mixed with like ridiculous comedy. You if you don't laugh out loud, then you have no heart. Yeah, we I mean, we really looked for that. Thank you. Hard. And, and I'm gonna that's from both of us. Thank you. Yeah, guys. It's from both of us. I really appreciate you. Should I get Zach a present? Happy birthday, oh, Jesus. Magic eight ball. And we'll just let the record reflect on camera what condition the book is in. You can see it's already torn to shit, and so I will be off the hook. It was a good deal on Amazon. If it doesn't come back torn to shit, I'll be disappointed. <laughs> Enjoy that. Thank, thank you. Oh, cannot predict now. So Okay, it's broken. Right. It's no Wi-Fi for the eight, Magic 8-Ball. Well, no, it, it just said cannot predict now. That's so. what I said. No Wi-Fi for the Magic 8-Ball. Oh, thank you. Sorry. I'm a little thick-headed. What are you pulling up now? I'm um, just... It, if now I'm um, if I were to send Scott a gift as a, as a former bro, and if you're a former bro, you're always a bro. What's um, a bro? It would be called, and he wouldn't read it. He'd probably burn it. Um, David Bentley Hart's "That All Shall Be Saved: Heaven, Hell, and Universal Salvation." It he um, I think I just heard Scott throw up from far, far away. He destroys the idea of eternal damnation. All uh, caps, uh, biblically and philosophically, brutally destroyed. Destroys. It's insane. It's insane. You wouldn't believe what happens. Ne- You'll never believe what DBH says in this book. Dot dot dot. Okay, I'm gonna run my uh, headphones underneath your foot because I'm just getting tugged every five. Are you seconds. kicking his? Oh, yeah. He keeps kicking your uh, your cable there. Listener, if you don't have the video um, on the YouTubes or Spotify, it has our video too, doesn't it, Zach? Yes. And props, dude, thank you for the effort to put together the little short clips for YouTube and Insta. And You're welcome. Insta and for um, the full long clips. for. I ran into a couple locals and they were like, dude, I saw you on Insta. I saw you. Hey, and if hey, if you're a listener that's technically savvy and you've you and you're local and you maybe want to be a guest producer to help share the load, as the great Frodo Baggins said, amazing. Or that was Samwise Gamgee. Um, please hit us up. Frodo, let me share the load. Speaking of feedback, Gmail, brosbiblesbeer at gmail dot com. Brosbiblesbeer on all the socials. Um, get engaged and thanks for the feedback flow. That's multiple episodes in a row. Yeah, I know. I love the feedback. It's really nice. It's good to hear people's thoughts. All right. Thanks for coming, guys. Okay. <laughs> Andy. Guys. All right. Quick question for you. Bring it. Action. Do you have a longstanding annual recurring tradition? Maybe that's redundant. That's related to Christmas or Christmas time that you, your family, your friends, anyone that, that you do. And if you do, what is your favorite? Or maybe that's too strong. Just a just one that sticks out. Okay, tradition. Uh, my mom for many years would always do sticky buns. Like that was her tradition. We wake up in the morning. Sticky, sticky, cake. sticky cake. Thank you. You call it sticky, <laughs> sticky cake. We do now. <laughs> 
to fucking call back, Jeff. God. Uh, so should have coordinated with you. Uh, it's just, you guys had the same mind. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh, just uh, sticky buns in the morning. I love. I mean, just waking up every morning. And my and since my my mom passed uh, a few years back, my wife took over and. And it was, it's a tradition in our family. And so when my wife made it, we were kind of both in tears. I was like, they're Aww. so good. And she was like crying. I was kind of crying on the side. And I don't think I showed her that I was crying, but I'm, cause I felt kind of, yeah, cause you're a man. I'm, I'm like, they're just sticky buns, but my wife did it. it. So that, that's a really good tradition. And, um, it's this little thing, yeah. but to me and even the kids and to my wife, it's, it's everything. That's if we, cool. If we went a year without it, it'd be like, what happened? Hey, uh, something's missing. Yeah. How about you guys? Zach? We, we started a new one this year. You may, you may have heard of Elf on the Shelf, but have you heard of Snoop on the Stoop? Oh, <laughs> nice. So Snoop, Snoop Dogg. We got a little Snoop Dogg, and he is just making his, his way around the proverbial stoops in our house. Wherever we can put him, he rotates in. Now, what constitute uh, constitutes a stoop? <laughs> How many stoops this is do you the, have in your this house? This is the commercial for Snoop on a stoop. Friend, what is a stoop exactly? Oh, my gosh. What is a stoop? I don't know. I it's bet just, Snoop never said the it, word stoop in his whole life. Not in his life. You know what he did say, though, in his life for the first time ever? He's not smoking weed anymore. That's what I heard. I think he's just vaping it now. Because he got that either vaping or edibles. He got that payday. Oh, really? It's not like I wasn't there something doc, doctor related. They're like, look, your lungs are shit. And I think there was that, but then also he like got some major deal with some vape machine company. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but uh, don't check, double check me on that one. Anyway, so in past traditions, there's a. Uh, a reading of the book Too Many Tamales by my mom and tamales are had huh. oftentimes Mexican food on Christmas Eve. Sounds racial. Um, it is racial and it's racy actually. It's Ooh. weird. Well, there's some outfits there that some of the If people... cake means butt, what does tamale mean? <laughs> <laughs> you got Jeff. You got to call back to your... Uh, that's a spicy tamale. Uh, as, as you touch yourself. <laughs> I did. I did just like a little bit. Self-care. Uh, self-care. Too many tamales. We are going to edit that out. Way too many tamales. <laughs> uh, Andy, what about you? Traditions? So um, five, ten years ago, I started this tradition where I created my own Christmas drink. I call it a Christmas miracle. And it's uh, one part... Trader Joe's spiced apple cider that is warmed up so it's nice and toasty. And then you do a shot of Fireball and a shot of rum. Whoa. When do you drink it? When people are unwrapping their gifts but on you Christmas mix, morning. You mix so, them all together. 14-year-old. <laughs> yes. 14-year-old, 16-year-old. You're like, Fireball, everybody. They're on I've vacation. Been, I've been doing it for 10. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's for everybody. <laughs> there you go, five-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Come on, kids. It's a Christmas miracle. You should all try it. It's delicious. That's for what you. they do in France. Yeah. It's so in it's the so morning, European. fireball. This is just for me. Just for you. Okay. On a side note. Yeah. We were watching Christmas 
story. You'll shoot your eye out. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I never noticed it's the morning and the dad is drinking a glass of wine. I never, oh. I never realized that he was tricky. Anyway, it uh, goes with uh, your alcoholism on Christmas morning. You know, wine is weirder than having it's a Christmas miracle. Because mine is like this mold, very alcoholic apple cider. That's one of them. The other one is that when Lindsay and I got married, as a joke, in our first year, we were we didn't have a topper. or Either we did or... or we hadn't gone to it yet or whatever. And Lindsay had some like little costume pink hat and she just tossed it up there and it landed on top of the tree. And she's like, there's our topper. And we're like, <laughs> but if you know my wife, you know that if anything happens once, it's now a tradition forever. So before our kids were ever born now and forevermore, our Christmas tree topper is this big, like wide brimmed pink hat. Cowboy up. Or girl, super gay. You don't. You don't have to worry about the star being crooked. No, you don't. Anyway, yeah, those are a couple of fun ones. In five years, what do you think the pink hat will be? Oh, transgender like, hat. Um, like literally. I don't know. Like what? A, uh, like what if something happens and then that tradition is superseded by something happening once that's cool? Oh yeah, we can is make it possible odds. that there will be a will new tree top. Oh, you think my star? wife and her family allow any tradition to ever be replaced or changed? No, never. <laughs> no, wait for life. Comment. Okay, this is <laughs> traditions are for life. All right. I warned my sister in law on this when we went camping once, and she's like, "I'll make T-shirts for this year. It'll be cool." I'm like, "Don't do it." What do you mean? I'm like, oh, if you do it once, you will do it forever. So you will now be spending oh gosh. a couple hundred dollars every year to make custom t-shirts for the camping trip. And she didn't believe me. And well, I enjoy my custom t-shirt every year. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Laura. I warned you. I warned you. Well, he loves it. He can't stop talking about it off the air. My favorite one is the one that says camping here since 1956. And it has a, map of california on it. that was a good one she did that last year it's a good okay. job oh really nice yeah all right well what else and other things you poured a little whiskey didn't you i did a little elijah craig elijah craig but you didn't do any um ice cubes why not i'm gonna go neat i'm going neat neat all right i gotta bring up since i came from um church tonight it's they do a nativity scene and then oh some you did worship. mention something about Jesus or whatever and, so um, and it, G, so the is he in fact the reason for the season right right but the importance of Jesus being born uh but then where was Jesus between zero and this book will tell you. Really? This book that has gets, all the answers. It has all the answers. That's why it's the national bestseller. Yeah. Uh, Lamb by Christopher Moore tells you everything that happened before he got to 30. They're like in high school. Yes. Yeah. You get all this high school and college years. Jesus, the party years. <laughs> Did they? T- I, th- I think it's in Luke where you just get one sort of throwaway. I could be wrong about the book. I believe it's in Luke. You get a little throwaway of like, Jesus as an adolescent, like sort of like a, well, that was gospel of Thomas, right? That had some, no, there's, I mean, there's stuff in some of the apocryphal 
um, books. That's why I said Gospel of Thomas. Yeah, but in mm-hmm. Luke, there is a reference to him, just a passing reference on like him growing in in wisdom and such. So, which well, we, and he's teaching in the temple too. He goes and does that as a kid. When the yeah, I think they're they're like amazed at his yeah learning learnedness or whatever. Um, but there is something about him turning doves into clay, right? In the Gospel of Thomas, what are you looking for? I think so. Uh, it just looks like this mic stand is gonna eat it. Oh, is it falling? As long as Jeff doesn't touch anything, we might be good. It does look like it's falling no, off. No, it's good. Um, yeah, I'm not. Sh- I'm not familiar with that. And by the way, you can just anyone. Gospel Thomas is fair game. It's free to all. Look it up. You yeah. can read it. Yeah. Talk, I th- I, if I remember correctly, there's a little section in there where it's like younger Jesus. Oh, he's like doing miracles and stuff as a younger. There's like not quite like harnessing the force yet. <laughs> and he's, and he's, uh, a, yeah, he's doing that. There's, and in this book, it kind of like takes that inspiration. I like that. And it's so funny where he's like killing lizards and then bringing them back to life and killing them again and bringing them back to life. Yeah. It's hilarious. You know that picture? Um, Spits involved. There's like an icon where of like Jesus in the manger and there's like the halo, there's angels around and Jesus is almost like, like floating or whatever. Jesus as a baby yeah. is almost like magic and yeah. It's God personified as a baby. And I think I'm, and this is me projecting a little bit, but this is where I, where I came from. And I think a lot of Christians like Jesus, Jesus, they view Jesus as God. And so we sort of neglect the human Jesus or what was it like boots on the ground for Jesus as a man. And that line about Jesus growing in wisdom during I just jumped out at me when I was like sort of questioning and pulling at the threads of my faith in a way that's like, man, what does it mean for a human being to grow in wisdom? It means like trial and error, making mistakes. And that can be really uncomfortable for people to think about Jesus. Like, did he make mistakes? And I would say mistakes and sin aren't the same thing. Um, And so growing in wisdom, the human Jesus had to grow and experience loss and pain or being wrong from time to time in a way that helped hone him and and grow in wisdom. Um, That being said, there are some wild stories. I think in some of those uh, uh, gospel Thomas, I'm blanking. That's the one that I can think of that has, I think there's some other ones ones where, where kid Jesus is doing miracles like willy nilly and, didn't didn't make the cut for the Bible, but I feel like you're not listening to me. No, I, I'm agreeing with you. I'm trying I to literally I, just said that. I'm it, yes it anding just, you. Just, no, but I'm yes a, Andy. And additional. It feels a little bit like <laughs> how when people are like, I wanna years ago when Michael Jordan was playing, like, I wanna be just like Mike. But nobody saw the like work Mike. between the twenty foot jumper at the buzzer and when he you know the practice and the practice and the practice. It's like there were, had to have been something going on from birth till he walks, really walks on the scene and becomes a, a very public figure to the Roman Empire. You got to put in that Jesus work. And, and so that's where I'm going like, to hit that J. What was, ha- what was happening during, during this time? Was it a buildup and then, um, like 
God, it's like, you're going to, you're going to teach, you're going to, you're going to, there'll be what you'll see something and you will go. And it seems like that's what happened, but I'm like, what happened? Dude, you should read this because it, it just, it, it's, it's speculative and it is funny, but it, it, it like, it does pull from historical things that were happening okay. during that time. And even like, Hey, how does someone pick a, um, a career like what are you going to do it's well, what did your father do your father's a carpenter my father's a stone layer right. oh okay well i don't know if i want to be a carpenter well you, maybe my father will take you in and you can try doing this too and like it kind of it, it imagines some of those things that might have happened because we see what and so andy and i would like to give you yeah. this <laughs> for christmas and so, Andy, so we, you'll have to come oh, up with another gift for me. Uh, systematic <laughs> theology, I think that has your we name see, on it. Uh-huh. We see in the Bible the what Jesus does and is doing in the environment that he's in. And so we can point to those things, but there's the the, if people... It's like, how do I end up being like Michael Jordan? You've got to practice, 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 nonstop, nonstop, and be born with a little bit of genetics. And it's like... But mostly genetics. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus, also God. um, But prior, there had to have been... I mean, yeah, speculation. That's all it is. Because I don't... If there's somebody out there in the world or a listener that... Is has, still alive, and you were has, back then. Has can yes. you? Thank you. Can you has, leave feedback? Has Listener, some Jeff is knowledge. the oldest guy we know, and he doesn't go back as far as Jesus. So, if you know anybody that does, if you can have them leave some feedback of what it was like back then, or you could just tell us. It's probably close enough, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> you broke my prayer. <laughs> were you just praying for me to stop interrupting you? <laughs> no, I'm like, please don't go passive aggressive. Hey, I like the Elijah Craig, by the way. I feel like this is a bang for your buck whiskey. It is a good one. Bourbon, I mean. Bang for your buck bourbon. Um, were you finished? Uh, keep going, though. No. I'm, I, I sort of interrupted. I derailed I'm, you a little bit. I'm, this past week, I've been listening to some things and being at church tonight. I'm just thinking of like the power of Jesus and people are like, you want to be more like Jesus? It's like, well, what did Jesus do? And it's like... We don't actually get to see what he did to mm. prepare himself to get to where he then, you know, we see in Acts so many things happening. It's like, are we missing the golden nugget that will then catapult us uh, to like another spiritual level? Uh, I mean, obviously not Jesus, but, you know, we've mentioned many times, like you don't really yeah. see these miracles out in the world today um as jesus was performing and so um like healing the lame and the blind and so it's i i'm like is there more i'm not is there more to, to this not i'm not trying to give you a perfect answer because there isn't one but maybe something that's helpful is like so where where are the teachings where jesus is like addressing the question that you're asking where he's he's like engaging with people and as they're coming to him, kind of saying like, "How? So what do I do? How do I get there?" And being able to say, uh, I, "I know we talked about it before, but the uh, the rich young ruler, like for him, it was specific. 
hey, the guy says, I've done all these things. Am I, I think I've done the right things, right? And he's like, you need to do this one more. And he tells him that specifically because it's like, that's he knows in the man's heart that's what's holding him back. But I think there's there's general versions. I, at least the way that I read the Bible, there's general versions where God is, where Jesus is telling us like, hey, here's some, here, here's some things to do. Like, here's some patterns to follow. I've heard some interesting interpretations too on the story of Jesus. Be perfect as I am perfect. Just that. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, okay. I never thought about that. Yeah, and it's okay. and I and I don't bring it up because why don't you I'm just like, do that? I'm going to go back and if I do what Jesus did before he then performed these miracles, then I can do it. That that's not really. It's more out of curiosity. Like nobody really talks about or even asks the question. I mean, I know the question is is asked in some circles. Of like, what was going on before this? Well, you've got approximately 30-ish years to get there. Right. From the point that you became a Christian. Zach and I are way past it. So we've clearly blown it since we're beyond the 30-year mark. You've got some time. Oh, yeah. I was so, born Christian. Yeah. So take it easy. Hashtag born this way, bitch. <laughs> so I'm really like 11 years old. Yeah, you, Christian. You've got to, you've got so much time. Or is it dog years? And I'm really like, well, Jesus 70. wasn't a dog, I don't think. So I think you're okay. Okay, great. Yeah, you've got like 20 ish years to go. He started his ministry when he was 30. Yeah, you're fine. There, you know what's wild too is um, some of the the Christmas narrative of like the manger and the wise men, the angels coming to the shepherds, we kind of mash everything together. Here Zach goes just ruining the Look story. Him. Go ahead, Zach. Go ahead. Shit on the nativity. We just <laughs> shit tivity. Everybody needs to take 90% you of their nativity. Shit on nativity. <laughs> I said shit on the nativity. I shit nativity. Just go ahead. Go for it. I'm it, trying to enhance tivities. It puts. <laughs> Trying to bring out the life and the tivity. <laughs> the tivity. Oh, no. I'm sorry, listener. I'm sorry. I'm more sorry, viewer. <laughs> Good to see that. Um, but what you do, and I, I get it. Like at church, you gotta, you're got you combining everything. But the average person that doesn't read the Bible, it's like Luke says a bunch of things about the birth. Matthew is the other one that does the birth. And the details don't line up. And so if you're looking for it to be like, oh, this is the historical, the way the birth happened, it just put them side by side. It won't work. But that's the point isn't like you can't believe it or if it's not true. The point is like when you combine them all or try to harmonize them all, you're creating a new Christmas narrative. Whereas Luke had specific ideas in mind when he wrote his birth narrative, Matthew as well, Mark, which is the earliest gospel, doesn't really mention anything. There's no virgin birth. Um, and all these things that like, once you start paying attention to, let's see, Mark earliest gospel. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, it's probably in there. Jeff somewhere. Justin, Mark, Mark <laughs> is a gospel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Got it. Uh, I've got that Jeopardy question. Now I'll go look up gospel next and see what that word means. The oldest gospel. I'm oh, oh, cool. What is a gospel? <clears throat> That's a good question. What even but is Christmas is like ultimately, and I love it. Well, I, and then John, probably the latest gospel is like, oh, like virgin birth. Hold my beer. This is like this dude was 
the creator beyond time and space. Like in the beginning was the word, word was God, word with God. And he's like, Jesus goes beyond all time and space as creator God, um, which is just like cosmically mind blowing in a way that's like totally unhuman. That's like all mystery God experience. Cosmic Jesus. Cosmic Jesus. Um, and they all had very different reasons for writing those things, which, which is fascinating. And like, and those are some of the details where they don't line up. That's, that's what ignorant, I'm not saying all atheists are ignorant, but the ignorant variety of atheists that read it fundamentally, kind of like a conservative fundamentalist, they hold those details against the text and say, this proves the Bible is not true. That's not the point. The point is Luke had an agenda for what he was writing, Matthew did too, and perspective too. Agenda can sound negative, but I think it's technically correct. I'm not using it as a derogatory, um, maybe towards the text. That's what my heart tells me, Andy. Oh, believe it. But my heart says I'm Michael Jordan. Oh my gosh! You know what's great about that? The Michael Jordan thing to go back to that is like, yeah. Guess what? He has more. It's not equal. He has more talent like from the starting point, but guess what? I think there's so many, there's like countless guys in sports leagues that have world-class talent that don't put the work in the way he did. And that's true. When you combine those, it's, it's like the, the, the very few LeBron, Kobe, Michael, magic bird. Yeah. And then Kareem. And then it like steeply drops off after that. But yeah. I, it reminds me of that quote from uh, Animal Animal Farm, mm-hmm. where one of the, I forget which animals are talking to each other. But one says, "Hey, all animals are created equal. It's just that some are more equal than others." <laughs> <laughs> that quote was in Animal Farm. Yeah, it's an Animal Farm. And now we're going to go into a segment called "Who are our favorite kids?" Right yes. <laughs> kid Jeff, of, you go first. Da 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 da. Kid of the week, uh, a young goat. You have a goat kid. Which, which one do you call? Call the, it, isn't it called a kid? Well, yes, it is. But I think I think Andy is right. Dun, 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 you made it weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, Went the academic route. The ability, and I, I wonder, like you're going back to like, what are we missing from? We're we're missing time. Like, how did it actually look, or what did Jesus do? What's the process to becoming more like Jesus? I think is what you're getting to, right? Like, and how did Jesus do always. that? And how did Jesus become more like Jesus? <laughs> it is though, like it's. So maybe he's he's born. Obviously, he's different. Jordan that's, got that's cut the from idea. Jordan got cut from his sophomore team in high school, and then he's probably like, "F that, no more." Hashtag never forget, Time never to, again. Speaking of goats. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, and he probably, he probably had his cake and ate it too. Jeff, am I right? That got gross. That was gross. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Being more like Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Same Obviously, brain. I know. <laughs> uh, I don't think. Obviously. Even if you we see what Jesus does, and to we so I don't think Jesus I don't know if he catches himself in out in the world back then yeah. where 
where we catch ourselves like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Or I I should have I should be doing this. I'm gonna regret not doing that. I know I should I'm being called I think I should be going over here. Like I don't know if Jesus do you think Jesus went through that? Like, oh, this is like I'm I'm a human, so like learning to be a human. But in the in his oh gosh, it's <laughs> like right, pointing to the Bible or I'm something. You, man, I'm gonna go ahead and put this book down <laughs> for now. <laughs> uh, it's it's so funny that you mentioned you keep mentioning it because it does it like it describes the stuff that we would be thinking about, like those questions that you're asking. Like, well, what would it imagines what that would be like? So, do, like, does Jesus know exactly what his purpose is supposed to be, or is he like stumbling into it along the way? Oh, but, but, I, maybe I'm. I think there's something I'm supposed to be. The woman at the well, wandering up there, meeting her at this this point, and then speaking life into her, and it it the trajectory of a life goes in yeah. this way and in it's exponential and it changes others because of like, I can't believe you're the same person. And, and that affects everybody. So Jesus doing that starts a movement in with that person. And it, and it just, it, it's a catalyst. So I'm, I know there has to be those moments where we certainly can be encouraging people and speaking life into them and giving them some direction and guidance with the, like, I see this in you. Like, yeah. You're phenomenal at this. You know, what's cool about that. That you reminded me of is the way that he like does this. He being Jesus, like this sweet balance between he calls her out. Right. Yes. She's like, he's like, go and all these, go take this to your husband. <laughs> and she's like, I have no husband. He's like, I know. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because I already knew that. Yeah, but but the culmination of that interaction isn't one where she leaves feeling like wounded or you know like Jesus isn't uh she's, for for her. She's seen. Yeah, she's yes. seen, but it's this like this almost like magical balance of where he's able to like call out the truth and the, and challenge her on like the reality of things and yet encourage her into into life into goodness and that dude i i see that and like i'm i'm kind of baffled there i feel like there's very few people i know who i've encountered who can do that kind of thing well i can only think back to 8 9 years ago where I just stopped in some parking lot and prayed for some guy that was in a truck. And he was like, I, I I needed that so much and like, thank you. And that was that. And, um, I have no idea what happened. There was something else at a Starbucks and, um, but ultimately how many husbands did he have though? That he called him out on. That's the point, but I, it's exactly the point, Andy. Thank you. Yeah. it, there's the natural way and then there's being at church and all of a sudden the person on stage says, okay, I want you to just go and walk up to people. If you feel, you sense that, you know, you can pray for them a certain way. And I hate those. And moments. next thing I know I've got somebody giving me a very generic prayer. The Lord loves you. <laughs> 
and you're good. He's for Jeff. you. And I'm like, I, Jeff, I'm like it. Jeff. Yes. And he forgives you for it's, what you looked at last night. It's not, it's not your fault. fault. <laughs> it's not your fault. I know. Jeff, it's not your fault. Yeah, no. <laughs> Jeff, it's not your fault. I'm getting emotional for reals, Jeff. Like actually <laughs> for actually for reals. Jeff's eyes are welling up. I know. I'm, I'm getting a little emotional too because uh, I think I just, you know, Zach. It is my a fault. Little, some of it. Some, <laughs> some of, of it, it is, is your fault. fault. Okay. Did this okay. happen tonight? No. Okay. I don't like that. the point. The point I am bringing up is that I do not like the, oh, we're going to like, okay, now. Manufactured okay, don't, moment. Don't tell me what you, if it's, if you came up with some idea, it'd be like something at work. Ah, I got this idea. It's like, okay, then you go into this or like you're at your church. You're like, I had this thought. It's like, great. What do you need from me? Then you go do it. Don't, you don't, we're not going to like kind of create this moment. When it's there, I think this is what Jesus did. When it was there, it was like, I've got to go. And this is what I'm going to do. And if, you know, you can, you do this and like that will be helpful. And, and so there's this process or, or just this day to day of just sensing and coming across people. And you're like, I've got to grab this moment, whether it's at a Starbucks or wherever. Full, full circle. Then how do you cultivate recognizing when, the wind is the you've wind. Got, the wind is in your sails. You've got to be completely present with your surroundings. You've got to be listening, like a survivor man. Whatever. Ready. <laughs> I don't know to be attacked by a bear at any moment. You, you just have to. If okay, if you were on guard in the wilderness, like I got to make sure you know. There's if I. Where's the bear? Um. But out in our world, seriously, at a, at a Starbucks or just on the road or at work. It's like being expectant almost, right? You're just waiting for the proverbial shoe to drop and send you in the direction with the wind. Yeah, like what are being open to the possibilities? One. And sometimes it gets weird. Like, well, yeah. And there's maybe more often than not. But there's versions of it, Jeff. Your personality is if you are don't am- discount yourself, Zach. Amped up for like, oh my god, when you're when you're fired up, for, I'm fired up now. Okay, when you're fired up for little baby Jesus, and you're like, what what do you want me to do? What? And you're open to that in the world. Eight pounds, six ounce. Yep. You have a muscle that a lot of people can't get to in terms of. Come on, it's good. Stay with it. In, in terms of like talking to people, engaging in, with people in a way that you might be out of your comfort zone, yeah, but you're still in your wheelhouse. But I want to encourage, so I'm more introverted and oftentimes it's very easy for me to, if I'm, whether I'm at Costco, right here, a Starbucks, that this spoke life into me. I mean, this is, you yeah, haven't even this read is your it. Way. This is your way. You haven't read it yet. No. This is the way. Yeah. It could be total shit. <laughs> How do you know? You don't know. Well, it tells you how that Bible works. Once you read I'm sorry. It, no, but he, it, Jeff, trust me. He knows that I've, I thought about, I'm is, not just buying you a book. I'm pointing out your way. 
Maybe yeah. this is my fuel to keep doing what I do. And me just receiving this is like encouragement to like, I'm going to keep doing this for other people. I mean, he's not going to read it. Just receiving it is enough. <laughs> right. He and just then, needs to. And then maybe he'll send me a selfie when he's sipping coffee in the morning. And like, it's sort of there visible in the picture. So great book. <laughs> it's, it's right there. See hey, the, look, the Bible. It's a book. Marcus. He was I the have, oldest. I have gospel. your book. Marcus. Uh, but there, there are people that don't, it's very difficult to engage with strangers in that way, but there is, there are versions of it for the introverts where you can like get outside your comfort zone and just make the world a little bit better. Um, can I even up that and say it's, it's even, it's even as hard to like do that with people that you know, not even just people you don't know. In some ways, maybe easier with people you don't know because you're like, well, if this goes south, oh, well, I never see this person again. Correct. With someone that you do know, oh, I got to see you next yeah. week. Like, th- this is, it's not even in the same arena, but it's the, the idea of like, you know, I'm going to say something or I'm going to ask a question or whatever. See something, Just, say something. Yeah. <laughs> Be- <laughs> God, I want to throw up. <laughs> I hear this at school. It- uh, just like someone delete that phrase. We'll edit that out. Thank See you. cake. Say cake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> uh, COVID 23. Uh, 23. <laughs> 23 and me. I'm, I'm at church. We're doing, we're, we're doing worship and everybody is deadpan in their seats. What? And we're on song three. They're all doing their Zach impressions. And I'm like, what? And and in me just is welling up like Did you touch down Jesus stand. Them into it? Like stand. Yeah. And so Start here. And but ultimately I'm in my head, I'm I'm uncomfortable. I'm sitting next to my wife. I'm like, if we were at if we were Sunday service, my wife would be up. I would probably be up. Why are we why is there a like a burden but on the, the whole church? The lights were dark, probably. Yeah. It was a mood was being set. But we're many, many songs in, and yeah, that's okay. Spiritual oppression was so going on. A couple, you know, a couple people were up, and then I'm like, I'm gonna stand up. No more than five minutes went by after I stood up. The whole row in front of me, which was the front row, left, and the two people behind me left. Good job, Jeff. Way to what, go. Do, what do you smell like? Yeah. What did, What happened when you stood up? Did you Thanks just unleash? For- I'm telling you something was going was on. Was there something afoot? I have no idea, but they didn't belong there. <laughs> well, I want to know what what got them to just I stood up because I'm like I feel like yeah. need to go and you're responding. And I was uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable. My nobody's staying. I got all my kids there, my my daughter's boyfriend, and I'm, I'm like, this is, we're all just sitting here. I'm like, I'm like, I'm singing, but I don't hear anybody else singing. I and and I saw somebody out of the corner of my eye stand, and I'm like, at least somebody's into this. But then they were walking out to go to the bathroom. So <laughs> no, they stood. And then so I, I stand up. Next thing I know, there's like mass exodus. And uh, like, who cares? But uh, I'm, there's like this, you do a little bit. There's this uncomfortableness 
of standing, everybody's sitting and you're going to stand. But ultimately, isn't that, I kind of think it was like, Jesus was always rocking the boat, always going against the tide. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's, and that's kind of where I'm called. It's, yeah. So that's, that's part of, I think that's, that's okay. I think there's maybe, <clears throat> have you ever not felt uncomfortable standing up during worship? No. I mean, yes. I mean, well, how about, I, I agree with you. Let me dial it back a little bit. <laughs> Is it uncomfortable more often than not to stand up? Yeah, I'm the sit guy. Like that's that's authentic to me when plus I'm nonconformist by nature. So if they say everybody stand up, I'm like, F that I'm gonna sit yeah, down. But you're stay conforming. Sitting. They're called naughty just sitting naughty there. by nature, not non-conformist Gosh, Jeff, by nature. Look at, <laughs> Jeff just ruined it. And the next time I see you in the audience as opposed to playing guitar and uh Drums. I'm gonna look over to you. Please. Actually, I'm just gonna come over. Okay, sorry, I'm not a musician. <laughs> you just call All of me them. out. Yeah, I'm an idiot. All of them comes to music. no. I'm just adding to. I'm yes anding you. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Yes, filling, and, yes, Andy. We're Thanks. filling out the check. We're yes, Andy. Filling yes, out the and, checklist. Yes, and yes, Andy. Uh, I'm gonna just. I'm gonna move myself over to where we, wherever you are. Yeah, and I'm gonna be like, could I help you up, sir? Nice. I will do this next time. Okay, I'm gonna find you. Do it. I won't be in the sanctuary because I'll see you coming. <laughs> I want to no, bring you into the light. But in answer to to Andy's question, it's it's uh, yeah, I've never been the raised hand. That's mine. But go ahead, it's too late. Community beer, bonk. Uh, <laughs> that's a new drop. New guys. jingle. New jingle. Uh, and so I don't. I don't know. I like. I. I don't help if, if there is a group participation where things build and there's energy in the room. Sometimes this happens, definitely happens at a rock at at like a concert, but occasionally in worship where people are in it, it's the campfire effect. You split the seesaw. Oh, Zach standing. No, I'm the guy that will never contribute to that momentum just because I usually, I'm just sitting in a, I'm either, I can't help myself. I'm looking at the stage because okay. I'm usually up there. And so I'm like, what is this person doing? What are they doing? Oh, that's brutal. And I don't think that's like, that's I view it as a part of worship. Like I don't look at music as worship anyway. Music is just a part of what we do. Worship is like, how are you humaning in general? That's, that's worship. Like, how are you? How are you humaning? God hates you. <laughs> <laughs> well placed, Andy. Uh, how, so like how, how does a, um, I'm going to harness some Thomas Merton here. How does a tree worship God? If you were to surmise, what is it, how does a tree with his arms up? That's how they go. <laughs> He's like, have some oxygen. Yeah, God. baby. A stupid question is that? Yeah, that That's is... how trees work. God, such a non. Look at this. I'm exactly oh, like fuck. a tree. My fingers are out like this. Zach, the branches. You guys okay. found the loophole. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Zach, I get it. You actually are this. You are the opposition of me in the same thing. In the same thought, I'm like, let's go. And when everybody goes, you're like, right here, because I just need to be. I'm absorbing. I'm absorbing. Yes, and a tree worship. An animal worships by being an animal with no shame, no guilt. There's there's nothing. And so, in our best, when we were humans at our best. 
and things are clicking. There is shalom in our life. There is no guilt or shame. And even when you make mistakes, if your posture is like totally dialed into your acceptance, you're, you're accepted by God, like instantly you recognize the wrong, but you're not like creating a shame spiral of being guilty. And so like worship to me is worship as music on Sunday mornings is, I think it does more. It, it, the idea of if people think that's what, that's when worship happens, that's a mistake. And that I wouldn't mind correcting that a little bit for people. That what is you, a part of being. A, I mean, what do you mean that music it, at church is? I'm not, not saying that's worship. a mistake. I'm saying if you're going to church now, I will worship now. Oh, this is okay. when I'm worshiping. Um, God doesn't make mistakes. I so <laughs> I don't know what you're talking you about. Like, wait, is that Kip? Chip? Uh, Who's the guy from uh, Napoleon Diamond? Kip? Uh, Napoleon Diamond. Uh, guys. Right, it's like excuse it's, me, but I don't it, think you're exactly getting it right. To just knock the, the Catholic Church a little bit, it's like we go on Sunday, we're good for the the week, then I'll go and repent and do an Our Father and a Hail Mary, and and then I can get out of there and I'm good. The rest of the week, whatever. I think there's Dude. people in Catholic Church that do that for sure, but somebody like Kat Von D, who just converted Theo Vaughn, did you listen to that interview? When was she on there? Just recently. Oh, no. Uh, no, it's good. No, I know. I need to listen to that. I'm <laughs> disappointed in myself. Kat Von D, she was on LA Inc. That was her her like reality show. She was a heavy duty, is a, like a major tattoo artist, but was kind of into the occult. She dated Nikki Six from Motley Crue for a while. Like, was kind of a dark person, dark personality. And... A hundred percent conversion and accepted Christ, moved to Indiana, lives in this little small town, goes to a tiny small church. Is starting to black out her tattoos. Like full, she has too many tattoos to yeah. remove. And so she's just like full it's like full blacked out. <laughs> she's sleeves. doing blackface on her body. She's Nope. She's not doing <laughs> not that. No. Black She's, sleeves to she, cover it up. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's and doing she black like, body. She talked about. <laughs> I'm which listening is, to you and I'm watching Andy's reaction. Which is worse? I don't know. No, but it is. It's it's actually a pretty touching story yeah. because she was like into witchcraft and the occult, like definitely into the dark side of tattoo art world, etc. And to hear her talk about it, the encouragement that I get from that is like, dude, if that person can recognize Jesus for who he is and want and want what Jesus has for her life, I feel like I've set really low standards for other people and just thought, oh, well, there's no chance. Why would I even waste my time trying to like show show Jesus to this person and it's it's a cool story so I'd recommend like go check it out Kat Von D she's um she's a pretty she was a pretty intense personality and it's like again if you think about someone like it's pretty far over on the um I'm not interested in anything God side of things to no I I believe deeply in Jesus and I'm dedicating my life to following Christ I may be I mean, relatively new Christian, so I don't want to put too much on. Yeah, and her I plate. would. The reason she came to mind when you were talking about 
Catholicism is that she is Catholic, right? That's right. Not now. No, no but I thought she's she's cat like that's Protestant. Her, she might have been raised originally, like early when no, she was younger. I thought younger. she was she was going to a Catholic church, uh-uh. but regardless, like some of the Catholic or Eastern Orthodox, some of these more high church experiences. Um, the reason I brought her up is like, cause I thought she was going to Catholic church. Some people need that practice that when you, and me, like I, I, I need some practices cause I, I don't always have the feels of, I feel God or I feel connected or if, you know, God's definitely real tangibly in my life. So the practices of some of these high church things where it's the sights, the smells, the incense, you're doing some of the ritual stuff that can kind of seem rote and like, oh, you're just checking boxes. And certainly a lot of people are just checking boxes. Let's be honest. Most Protestants are checking boxes because they show up at Christmas and Easter um, and not much else. But some people need that practice of, and and that's okay. That's a version of worship that is tangible and real. Yeah. Um, And that's, well, I love when we just casually just, throw the throw people underneath the bus and like you're just checking boxes. I yeah. wish we had those people in front of us. Well some people are. No. Ricky and I, completely I, like and I Ricky, check boxes I'm talking to you. sometimes. Like I I'm I'm guilty of it for sure. Um well I I, told I, I love check. how the last two sentences as I said I ended with um. <laughs> Have I told that story of, of being in college and going to you check my liquor box and get me like several ice cubes out of that and put them in here? Check that. Check that box. Check. Will you grab those kids? You, you use your you hands. You grab. Yeah. I use. wanted you. I, since I gave you COVID twenty three, I wanted you to. That's like the Michael Jordan of COVID. I've been working on it hard. Get it? Before forty three. Twenty three. Michael Jordan's number. Twenty three. It was funnier. You should have laughed hard. Anyway, uh, did I tell you guys the story of when I was in college and I went to a? Um, it was a Friday night. It was in Seattle. And a friend of mine took me to this uh, cathedral, and there were there were these monks doing Gregorian chants, and and it was eleven o'clock at night on a Friday, and the place was packed. Christmas Eve, or is this no, some just a normal, normal Friday in the in the summer, and the place was packed with college students, what like sitting kneeling praying and these gregorian monks were chanting i bet that was wild were you at rock harbor dude no this is in seattle oh sorry and it was it was wild it was it was a weird experience and it was powerful but the similar sort of thing like maybe it was this weird mix of of like liturgical (sighs) traditional services that people would go through but but at the same time was so out of the ordinary and I think there was something to that that people were attracted to. Um, you just wouldn't expect that like college students on a Friday night would be attracted to something like that. And I remember it it took me a little bit to warm up to it. Like your reactions alone let me know your experience and what I experienced a little bit. You're like, really? I could, I can see that being... They didn't even have beer there. Pretty amazing. Oh, monks? 100% they had beer there. Not these monks. They didn't allow you to have it. But. Right. They had it. That's how they were just singing so good. But yeah, no. But but 
there is something to so so what they were doing was some tradition that was i don't know hundreds of years old that they were singing these gregorian chants and there's candles around and and i don't again it was some cathedral whether it was catholic or what's the closest one episcopal lutheran one of those two is close probably episcopal episcopal is pretty close um doesn't matter lutheran's kind of high churchy too lutheran qualifies it was very high churchy but um but it was powerful and and things other like these candles that were there made a part of the experience Mm -hmm. but like i know it's silly but this was part of the like the theology of architecture of building high ceilings that were pointing people's like eyes towards heaven and and it was designed for the greatness of god we saw this when we went to paris and like looked at all the cathedrals and and that was because a lot of people couldn't read and so they were trying to like give them glimpses of god's greatness even in, down to the architecture yeah so it was i still that still sticks out to me as a memory of something that like i would not do normally this is obviously something that's not new and and special in terms of like you didn't invent anything but it was still meaningful and it still took me about like 20 or 30 minutes to like get into it. Yeah. Diversity of this, the streams of diversity of the way people experience God is wild because do you think they were experiencing God? Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Oh, you were there. And who's to say, I just went there. Andy painted a wonderful picture with his tongue. I think they were. And Maybe, maybe some of them were, some of them weren't like, that's what I struggle with. I'm guilty of is like, Hey, I found this new toy, i.e. like a, th- a way I look at the world and I'm really excited about. Therefore, like if anyone's not as excited as I am, like I want, like what's wrong with them? They're not doing it. Like I become a version yeah. of an evangelical for a different thing in a way that I would hate about my old self. So, so struggling with the like why aren't people worshiping like me or or why why don't people see things the same way I do like just learning to accept like i don't know maybe the people in the room with you jeff were just for whatever reason they were in a mode and then the lights and the the atmosphere was tamping down any any exaltation or like, let's get up and like really worship God. This music is amazing. And you weren't there. You were just in a, you were in a spot like, Oh my gosh, I'm so fired up. This is so great. These people aren't with me, but maybe they are just in a different way. Yeah. And then maybe a couple of them are checking a box. Maybe they were a bunch of sinners being convicted and they were sitting in their sin and conviction. Maybe they're thinking about all the tattoos they needed to black out. Yep. That's probably right. All 1300 people. Yeah. Okay. I, I, um, all 13 and 100 people. When I heard, when I heard that Kat Von D is like getting rid of her old tattoos, I got sad a little bit. And you guys tell me if this is wrong. That's wrong. And it's not wrong because there's no right or wrong anymore. It's there's sin doesn't matter and everything is relative. Wrong. Um, <laughs> nobody gets asked questions anymore. Suck. <laughs> um, those are like a, it's like signposts on your life journey. And I, I think there will be a time in Kat Von D's faith where she's, she feels a little bit of regret of like, no, that's where I was at, at the time. 
and that's okay. That was part of my journey. Yeah, but why do you need to wear that quite literally on your sleeve for the rest of your life? Maybe her new sleeves are her new steps on her journey, if we're going to really extend your metaphor. Yeah, maybe. And so that's where I, you know, I could be wrong, but my current opinion is like, don't, don't try to like eliminate your past. Your past happened. It is a part of why you are the way you are include it in where you're going. I don't think if only as a reminder, can I challenge the logic a little bit? I invited it. Okay. If you and Lisa got divorced and you got remarried, would you wear your old wedding ring? That's a symbol of marriage to somebody that you're not with anymore. So that symbol is gone. Right. So would you still wear it? But that was a big no. Party. I w- I wouldn't. That's big part of your life, right? But that's an that's an easy one. Uh, but, well, that's but, why I chose yeah, the but example. That, <laughs> but, but that would be a that would be offend that would be very offensive to and 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 disrespectful to if I kept your wearing current it. wife. So what yeah. about what about if there's an upside down cross on your arm that's been tattooed there is I would that just not get, offensive get that's really good at doing handstands <laughs> i would do handstands a lot and then you, i would develop really good shoulders but you get where i'm going right like oh yeah my point is i'm not i'm trying to say that it's okay to say hey there's a part of my history that has shaped me but i don't need to broadcast it right no i agree with you i agree with you and the only thing i would say is i think there's like a it, this line is going to be different for everybody. There's an unhealthy version of disassociating from your past in a way that doesn't allow you to accept that it happened and therefore you have further wounds. So for Kat Von D, it's like, that was my initial response is like, oh man, it's like, no, that was a part of you that happened. And you have a story to tell of like that. Now, maybe it is because so much of her body real estate is already covered by tattoos. If you don't know who she oh, is, really? she's tattoos a lot of tattoos. Everywhere. So maybe there isn't a version of like, oh, I had a few tattoos. I could tell a story of like, yeah, I was such an idiot when I got this one. I lost a bet and whatever it is. Uh, she can't make new tattoos to signify her journey because there's not much space. I don't think. I guess if she got asked the question, it's just, it's a past life. Well, she's such a public figure for her. I There's always a story. Yeah. There, I get, I'll make an, speculation here i would guess that most of covering up those tattoos is for her because everybody because she's been so public for so long it's not for everybody else it's just like hey when i look in the mirror every day i don't want to see that i don't want to be reminded of that it stops you in your tracks i don't want to be reminded of mistakes i don't want to be reminded of past life that's pain why would i want to be reminded of pain yeah i'd rather that's a really good point yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, no. Is, is that a, is that a motivation? Like you woke up every day and you're reminded of your past. This is a mistake you made or this is whatever. If the tattoos, I'm, I'm like, it's not what, it's not what is, it's not biblical. We're not called to be constantly reminded. Like what's Leave the, pa- it in the past. What's the, what's the, verse like as far as the east is from the west that's how far god has removed our transgressions from us like 
The point is don't don't sit in there. Don't sit in your prior sin is what God is trying to tell you. He's forgiving you for those things. Don't be stupid and continue them. But but they shouldn't be they shouldn't be an anchor that is weighing you down. Yeah, when you when you realize the weight of your mistake and you oftentimes you most of the times mistakes you don't just make them and like, oh, well, I'm good now. I I got off with that. It's like, no, or I got away with that. Yeah. Probably rephrase that. Maybe, maybe but, also that. But <laughs> also included. <laughs> uh, but there's often consequences that you're dealing with. And so I think what I'm trying to touch on is like, you can't just like, oh, that didn't happen. You can't just deny that. That's a That's a part of you. And so there's a healthy way of moving forward, recognizing it. You're holding that, you're holding a little bit of space in the things that you did in the past that you regret. That's like, and you learn from it. Yeah. That's forgiveness and reconciliation. Yeah. Right. And, and that means that like you dealt, I think in my mind, I define reconciliation as like you dealt with the thing. Yeah. And you are, you've, you've been able to move past it. <laughs> I, I was listening to Matt Chandler uh, message from a couple of weeks ago and he, he was um, talking about, you know, sin and, you know, don't even when you, if you were new, if you're here and you, you're like, I can't be a Christian, like I've done so many bad things to be like, yeah, your sin doesn't uh, size up to David, um, you know, cheated with somebody's wife and had that had that husband killed. Um, it's like you're, you're totally fine. Um, but the. Oh my God, lost my train of thought. It just disappeared. Chandler, David, uh, Bathsheba. Your sin doesn't. Sin. Your sin doesn't add up to that. Recon- like, reconciliation. Hey, whatever you've done right now, you're not a shithole like David was back in the day. Even he was a man after God's own heart. In don't, spite of that stuff, keep it going. <laughs> don't be a shit ass like David. <laughs> don't be a shit ass. Don't be oh a shit God. cake. Yeah, don't be a, don't shit, be a cake. shit cake. Don't be a shit like cake David. like David. <laughs> So I totally lost my freaking. You might thought, think man. you're a shit cake, just like David. I assure you, you're not. Well, uh, maybe you are. I'm dwelling. <laughs> we're into Hugh Hauser a little bit. You yeah. could find you're yourself me. as a shit cake. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that's amazing. That's a fascinating tale. Tell me more about it. <laughs> I'll go with it. Here on California's gold. Oh, look at this. I found a nugget of gold in the shit cake. <laughs> oh, God. Shout out to Elliot Gould. Gosh, darn it. No. No, no, no. Dana Gould. Dana Gould. <laughs> other, other Gould. Elliot Gould's an actor. Yeah. And he's very. He's terrible. Not funny. No. God, brain Dana fart. Gould is Dana Gould. hilarious. And he does a great Huel Hauser. He does the best Huel Hauser, and he's the fastest comedian. Wow, <laughs> that's good. What were you guys talking about three minutes ago? Shit cakes. No, God, <laughs> no. <laughs> it. Reconciliation and uh, being able to recognize sin in your past, but not have it be a daily reminder that God, God has told us, told us, God has told us that. Um, he has forgiven our sins and views them as far as the East is from the West. That's how far he's removed our transgressions from us. I only remember that because of that really, man, that shoehorned in worship song years ago. Remember that? 
As far as the east is from the west, that's how far he has removed our transgressions from us. It had had something to do with uh, covering up the your past. Yeah, the tattoos. And well, I I can't. I I feel like Mouse Rat could cover that song. It does feel like that, doesn't it? Anyway, well, what are you guys consuming? Well, yeah, we probably we should, should move land into this that. plane. One other thing I thought I had about Christmas and de-reconstruction. Zach, thank you. Scott, man, I miss you. Scott from the grave. We, gotta get, we, we, should, we should phone him in once. Scott, here. seriously, shut the hell up. Thank You're you. You're right. I, Scott, we shouldn't. No. He should never come back on. Shut never. up, Scott. <laughs> Never. We ever. have more drops uh, no, saying just, shut I up. I don't have any drops. I have no drops. I know. I feel like I'm dropless. I feel like you have to be the okay, we'll we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um uh, one thing that I noticed um when I was really struggling with the doctrine of hell and what 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 does hell mean? What is it? Is it actually a thing? And not not speaking on the merits of what you what anybody thinks about that right now, but the birth narratives of Jesus. Jesus being born, the incarnation, um, it's all good news. And it just, when, yeah. I, when I was thinking about and struggling with that, the idea of the Prince of Peace and just like good news for all people, the announcement, there's, there's not a whiff of like good news or else. Right. You know, receive this gift of this little baby boy or else. It's not there. But if you don't. Now, I know that doesn't, I'm, I know there's plenty of biblical text to wrestle over that if if that's triggering where you're like, yes, but there has to be punishment for sin, all that stuff. I get it. And we can talk about that um, at a, a different time. But it's worth noting. It's if If it was good news with caveats, it's not in the birth narratives. So whatever that means. Um, that was really refreshing to me. And, and I, growing up hearing those stories, you don't think about it. You just assume like, well, there's all these things are one in one big template. And then it just came, the idea of actual good news being born uh, just came to life in a way post deconstruction mm. for me. So that's sweet, dude. I like that. Thanks. No, I don't mean like that's sweet. I just mean it's no. It I, is, I it believe is you. Sweet. I yeah. believe you. Yeah, <laughs> it's a sweetness. No, it is a sweetness. Uh, I lost it a little bit at the end. <laughs> you playing that song? Uh, You're playing a radiant. I am. I'm this, playing. Oh no, not a Beachwood. I am playing no. a radiant Bruco though. Where's the radiant can? Uh, oh, oh no, no, no! I'm not playing a radiant. I'm playing green cheek. Oh, green cheek. Oops, sorry, sorry, radiant. I played a radiant before, though. If you hear this in and in Southern California, because this will come out before the twenty second of December, yep. Andy will be playing with a cover band. Uh, a good time at uh, Green Cheek Brewing Company in Orange. In Orange, yeah, out in Orange, it'll be fun. All right, what are we consuming? <laughs> Learn some songs. Yeah, what are you guys consuming, <laughs> Andy? Uh, can I go last, Zach? Well, Andy's going to be consuming this book, and then Jeff's yes. going to be consuming this book. I'll be consuming pictures of the book. Okay. Honestly, I, I I did listen to, I re-listened to on Audible, The Death of Omnipotence, mm. uh, Thomas J. Ord. Um, and it was like, honestly, I didn't think about getting you guys these books until after we recorded 
when Andy, you're, you're really, your heartfelt sort of just honesty of, you know, wrestling with a lot of things. One yeah. of them being which like your idea of what God is, is might be shifting, uh, in a transformative way. I'm like, oh, I got that book on audible. Um, and so I, I listened to it and I was like, I'm going to buy Andy that book. Oh, Cause it, it, it's just, I don't know. It, it adds a new, it'll give you a new template. And if you're, most Christians are either like, well, God has a plan and, or, or it's like, well, we have free will and also God has a plan. And so there's some logical inconsistencies there. Yeah. God has a plan and has planned everything and it's all, it's all going according to his plan, the good and the bad. And then the, most Christians are like, well, there's free will, but sometimes God subverts free will. Yeah. And so he, this is a third way where it's like, no, it doesn't add up. And here's why. Did Thomas J. Ord ever come on the podcast? Yeah. Who's yeah. the, who the dude that we met at Docent that one time? The bigger dude. Remember? We met Fabi. Bob Fabi. Bob Fabi. Bob Fabi. Shout out to Bob Fabi. Is he connected to Thomas? I don't. I don't know. Uh, okay. I don't I mixed think them so. up in my head. I don't oh, think so. Sorry. But I'm looking forward to it, man. I will. I promise to read it over break for sure. Thank you. That's very, very kind of you. And also, I think I mentioned before, but I'm uh, Martyr, Martyr Made Podcast by Daryl Cooper is a fantastic history podcast. And he's got a crazy uh, free audiobook length six part series on it's called uh, uh something what is it called shooting something about new jerusalem um it's about the history of israel palestine and it is so in-depth and it's very long and it's worth your time though if you want more of that and i think i mentioned that before but i'm i'm continuing to if i'm repeating myself i'm continuing to churn through churn through that so oh i'm consuming Nothing except whatever is on Netflix. Prime. Jesus, I'm I'm a vegetable at night, and that's usually what I'm consuming. I have been I have been listening to uh, several messages, sermons from the Village Church. Matt Chandler, um, he he did something in October, November, um, that it was like a six to eight part series, and it's good. Just what was it about? It's about God. Hmm. You mean like, you mean like being no. good and stuff. <laughs> really? Sounds compelling, Jeff. Yeah, you you had me at God. No, the, you should be a better husband. Yeah, and a better father and the, your son. Stop saying. Yeah, the uh, the stop idea the of like what Jesus actually means. What living a life of Jesus actually means. And, and okay. you don't have to go out and ex, you don't have to go out and do all these things. You don't have to be like Jesus. You can just be like Jesus. It's like Jesus will transform you over a lifetime. If you'll go after it, then that's what it's about. Is that what it's about? It's I, one of the things. Andy, I just want you to know I bit my tongue. <laughs> Andy's just shitting on your point, Jeff. I'm with you. I'm with you too, Jeff. We're just having fun. Got any cake? Stop making a shit cake. Hey, man, we should have donuts. Stop sinning. Donuts and cake. It's buttholes and butts. 
<laughs> oh, gosh. All right, here's what I've been consuming. Cakes and pies. I gave a little hint about it last week, but... Man, Stephen Wilson Jr. His album is called Son of Dad, and it is so damn good. There's like... I'm trying to hit the post. He's got such a country voice. Oh, just wait for it. Cemetery kids on a midnight clear Saying bloody man in the bathroom I hope so. Sneaking at your lights down the stairs of the basement Ain't much to do but the night's what you make it Running down a dream on Stephen King and Kerouac What struck me about this so he's got he's like he's more country than I usually listen to but as soon as he opens his mouth I'm like you believe, on, I believe it. It's you believe honest, it, right? And it's authentic, and it's real. And some of the some of the songs are like it transcends country. Some of them are very country. Did he? One of his songs is on um, Yellowstone, I think. Oh, is it really? I think I want to say Cuckoo is on Yellowstone, but I don't oh, know. You could be it right. Sounds like it. Is the woman that's singing? Is she a? Is she a? She's part somebody. Of, She's Haley Witters. She's okay. a she's a somebody somebody that just my daughter joined to do this. Yeah, okay. She just got added in for this okay. song. That sounds really, dude, amazing. It's amazing. So the the song that that really caught me um, was this one, and and he wrote this song, he wrote this album about losing his father suddenly in 2018, and I feel like this this song he could have named the whole album, but the album is called Son of Dad. Life is a battlefield And it'll drag you right through hell Bites like a rattlesnake The kind that you just don't see on the trail I miss my father I feel like I'm getting his, his private journal I know The kind of pain every song. I prayed on Freed away With this line And the ones above Guide me down the road Yeah, grief is only love That's got no place to go From my great-granddad in the ground To all the ghosts in my hometown Yeah, there's the ones that find me down the road Yeah, grief is only love That's got no place to go Yeah, that's a that's a mind melter. Yeah, like when I first heard that, it, it yeah, it was a mind melter. I didn't know I didn't like my I physically didn't know how to deal with that line there because it had struck at such a deep truth of that feels like it just transcends. I, I, like I don't care what you believe, that's true. That statement that and it struck me as odd as like. How does how has no one ever said that before? I mean, maybe they have, and I just didn't stumble across it. But I hadn't I had <laughs> never heard anyone else 
put it that way. It's so simple and, and it, it's so brilliant. And it's not just one relationship. It could be across Whatever. everything. Because grief has so many shapes and so many causes, right? Yeah. And I found myself like pressure testing that in in different parts of my life. And it was like, it kept coming up true. It just kept coming up true. But yes, that's what it is. Grief. Grief was this hope. Grief was this expectation. And so at the bottom of it was grief was a love an attraction to goodness that that didn't find a home right or or it's it's brought about because what you th- what you thought was home is now being shifted and so like yeah. you're you're losing something that you you loved and maybe appropriately loved but then it, it's just going to have to learn to, to move to a different spot yeah uh, I, I know people would see whatever they want to see in it and I see Jesus in it yeah and, uh, there's a very deep seated message in there but oh. it's but it's only if you receiving this song actually see it as Jesus the spirit just like take this like he's singing this this came from this came from somewhere that many songwriters and and musicians just can't get to because I remember you brought that you're like listen to this this is amazing I'm like oh yeah five seconds just went by and I'm like I'm already jolted in my soul Listening we, to it, and we don't encounter that very often. Nope. Right? How do we? Enc- how can we encounter that more? Well, it takes someone that's believable, like, like we said earlier. Like, I feel you have to believe the person that's singing it. But there's yeah. something that they give off where they they completely, utterly believe what they're saying because either they've lived it they know it they felt it yeah it's real you can't fake it i think what you're saying is like you there's there's no faking something like that and we all sniff that out we sniff it out when someone's faking it yeah i never understood that and maybe there's great truth to that you two are musicians so you would know better than me but just the um that movie um uh, I can believe the one, the one with Bradley no, Cooper and no, 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 uh, Lady no, Gaga. No, 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 no. I like that movie. The, it wasn't bad. Um, that was good. I can believe. Stars born. No, no, no. Oh, the uh, Matt Bombs movie. No, I can only imagine. I can only imagine where there's a moment where like I don't believe you. Like you're just like spitting words out, yeah. and it's like Christianese, but it's don't. It's nothing until it's what you are like who like there's no your heart's not in it like this isn't you're you're telling some story that's just a bs story that anybody could tell tell your story type of thing and that this feels like it something great to it dude that's why that song that i'm playing right now is called twisted and that chorus is god is good and life is twisted and and that's where like he holds those things in tension, which is 
feels like the most honest and real thing that we all experience as humans, right? Yeah. Like, we can, how do we recognize that God is good and life is twisted? Like, this is country music, but it's also, this is in the, in the church. It should be. It's more church than a lot of churches. Oh, just imagine if we only had Mark, if we just had Mark's version of the crucifixion. It's so dark. Like, the, at the end of Mark, they pin a bow on it, and there'll be a little footnote where it's it says, like, yeah, this wasn't in the, our earliest documents. This was added later. Um, but Jesus is just like, Jesus is a version of this where it's like, yeah. why have you forsaken me? And we, we marry these gospel narratives to, like, yeah, but Jesus also knew what he was doing. He knew his purpose. Not it. Not in Mark. Jesus knew his purpose, and then God abandoned him, and uh, and that's that's just imagine just imagine like you you feel abandoned by your Creator. Like what? Like if those words are real, I know we can interpret them in a lot of different ways. Why? How, how like Jesus are we supposed to be? I know. <laughs> Sometimes we die. Well. There's a lot of pain there's, in that. There's some healing and processing with me with this album. That's good. As I like listen to this, and while I've not gone through the loss that he's gone through, I experience a world that's not okay, and I experience my own. Like I, I walk through my own experience that's not okay, and there's some there's some solace there, and some some of the solace is like not solving the problem. But just recognizing that, it, like, it's not not everything is okay. Like, I I keep thinking back to the time that David Bazan came and did a house show at our place. David Bazan, a Pedro Lion, and someone asked him, and they're like, "Hey, so like, why do you write so many songs about like dark stuff?" <laughs> and he said, "Well, because stuff is dark." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, his point was. Well, like there that exists in the world, and so i I choose to recognize those things, and I will write and sing about those things, yeah, because they're there, yeah, and some some people we all know people that are just no matter what's going on in their life, they are a beacon of light and hope and joy constantly. And that's a muscle that's in, that's inspiring to me because I I don't have that often. Like even in my good times, I'm still like I want to be like, no, it's it's good. But oh, Tony might go to the Dodgers, and it and turns out you were, and you knew it would happen. Yeah, and enjoy that second half of the contract. That's gonna be rough, but enjoy the first five years. It's gonna it's be great. A, he backloaded all of his money. Yeah, but thanks for thanks for that, Andy. Um, uh, man. Thanks for watching. I don't know. We got to land this thing. We're still trying to figure out YouTube how to do YouTube. So we appreciate you listening. We appreciate appreciate you watching. Where do I put my hands? Yeah, feel free to a subscribe, rate, review wherever it's appropriate. It's different on every platform. And then um, you know how to do the things. You know how to do the things. You're all adults. Honestly, we care, but we care. We don't care. No. Don't listen to Jeff. He doesn't know what he's talking about. We care. We, we do care because... Be, yeah, we do. But 
we care for those people who actually Andy and care. I care more than Jeff, but we care. Jeff shows up and he drinks our booze, but we love him deeply. There was truth to that. Jeff shows up, drinks our booze, and then I give Andy and Jeff a gift. Then Andy gives me a gift, and then Jeff takes the gift that Andy gave me as well. So that's I gave you half a gift. I gave you a gift that I I asked you to return later. I'm getting so fat in life with everything, material things, and everybody so selfish. So good to be just kicked into the Irish man. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. So on. Uh, so it's I need to take your potatoes too. At Bros Bibles Beer on all the socials, and please uh, email us brosbiblesbeer at gmail We love those, and obviously, clearly, we read them. And Jeff just broke his microphone. Hey guys, he caught it. That's nice. amazing. Good job. That was a catch. Yeah, we're back to inbox zero. So hit us up, and then um, yeah, we'll we'll see you next. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all that stuff. We might record one more before the we better season. We, but let's sneak one more in. I think yeah, we can yeah, do let's it. Sneak it in before twenty twenty four. Yeah, maybe right. maybe it would be a special Christmas episode, and one of us would do a little bit of research we'll move, or not. Yeah, I don't we'll know. move from Jordan to Kobe. Oh, too soon. Okay. All right. I like I like basketball players that can fly their own helicopters. Hey, for Jeff, Zach, I'm Andy. This is Bros Bibles and Beer. Grace, Grace peace, peace cheers. cheers. Good night. Cheers. No. Thank you. Yeah, there we go.